Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet, myself and Greg on this edition of the podcast. I'll look at the Belarusian Premier League. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. You okay? Yeah, we're good. We've given slips tips the week off this week, uh, since there's no <laughs> Premier League, no Bundesliga, no La Liga for him to look at, but hopefully we'll have him back in due course once uh, some of the football action around Europe kicks into action. But we are still on the trail of corners, goals, winners in Belarus. Yeah, we are. It's um, match day 20, soon approaching us. And again, I think we had another fantastic weekend last weekend. And it's been it's been a great it's been a great league to be honest with you. Such a good league, and I've really enjoyed doing it. Done very well, and it kind of highlights the importance of focusing on a league, um, which is something we'll maybe discuss in future podcasts. But it's something we always kind of try and hammer home to people is just how important it is to become an expert or at least knowledgeable in in one league and try and focus on specific markets or specific leagues to try and get an edge over the bookies. Yeah, definitely. And I think Belarus was a bit more opportunistic than yeah. other leagues I've focused on. But I'm I'm really glad back in March that I made a conscious decision to really get stuck into it. And it's, it's paid dividends. And obviously now we've got Norway now at match day 11, I think. And that's starting to do the same. So, yeah, really pleased. Yep, and we're also looking forward to Scottish football coming back this weekend. We recorded a, a, a fascinating podcast last night with Paul Petrie from McBookie, uh, just looking at the start of the Scottish Premiership, which begins on Saturday. So if you've not already caught that podcast, make sure that you do. Um, it's a bit of a an extended one, so get yourself comfortable, get a cup of tea and just sit down and listen to it. But um, some really fascinating insight from Paul on it. Yeah, it was. It was it was good to get that view from the dark side to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think obviously we all have a view about how bookies operate and how how the punters always the one that's losing out when it comes to certain things. But I think Paul made some good points last night around how they operate. Uh, yeah. So it was, yeah, really fascinating stuff, and it was a good podcast to record as we approach the first day of the season on Saturday. Yeah, so that podcast has already been shared with members of Greg's Telegram channel. So if you want to get early access to these podcasts and give yourself the best chance of getting the best prices as well as daily tips from Greg, uh, then make sure you visit gambler.co.uk to find out how to join us. And speaking of best prices, that was highlighted very much so last week by the Vitebs game, which you mentioned on the podcast. And the tip that you gave us went off much, much shorter by the time kickoff came around. Yeah, so the Tesk were a real strong fancy of mine last weekend. So we had the Tesk to deliver six or more corners at eleven to ten. So that was last weekend's nap, and I think they went off at eight to eleven on Friday evening to hit six. They they hit six to land the nap, which was good. And the Tesk also won. Um, they ended up going off at four to five. They won quite comfortably two nil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been keeping an eye on the Tesk from afar now, and I think they're starting to find their groove as the season progresses. So it was great to see that land and also, to your point, about getting on it early. Yeah, and that made it 12 winning naps out of 13 for you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird saying that, actually. You don't tend to go on runs um, as high as that. I've had loads of runs in the past, 8, 9 and 10, but I think to hit 12 out of 13 in Belarus is, is something that would probably be quite proud of actually yeah so I think again you're only as good as your last tip though so we'll be looking towards getting another nap this weekend 
Indeed, and I think it was the second full house in a row on the podcast as well, so no pressure on you this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, courtesy of FC <laughs> Minsk landing four corners away to bat Borisov at 5-4. to four. Now, FC Minsk got battered 6-0 in the match, but they still managed to deliver us four corners. So, yeah. all hail with the corners markets. I mean, it's something that we feel as if we speak about all the time now, just how <laughs> you've been able to identify some of these corner markets. You know, teams that even on paper look as if they're not going to get a result, but if we're if the bookies are offering decent odds on three or four corners, then more often than not, it's worth taking on. Yeah, I think last weekend or last midweek, sorry, we had Charlton away to Leeds. Bearing in mind, Charlton had to win to stay in the league. Leeds are obviously top of the league, won the league, and we're getting four to five on them to hit four. Mm-hmm. And again, in, in that match, I think Charlton got battered four or five nil. But again, they managed to hit four corners. So the four and five plus team corners markets has been really fruitful for us. And it's something I'll be continuing to focus on. Yeah, so we're going to start on a couple of those things that we've already talked about. Vitebsk are away to Dynamo Brest on Friday at 6.30. And there's another opportunity to get involved in the corners there. Yeah, just before that, Pride is worthwhile covering kind of last weekend and match day 19, how things went. Um, a couple of things I'd like to point out. So... Lutsk obviously lost again. Uh, they got beat for Vitesse two 0 and that's them won just once now in their last eleven. Another defeat for them, which isn't good. Uh, Dynamo Brest were back from their kind of two week layoff due to uh, a small COVID outbreak with amongst amongst the side. They lost two 0 at Islosh, which was a bit of a not a shock, but given the fact that Islosh haven't been playing great, lost quite a few games themselves recently. Probably quite a worrying result for Dynamo Brest, who are starting to slip down the league now, yeah. albeit they have two games in hand. Um, energetic, they just continue to um, exp- implode. <laughs> they got beat 4-1 again at the weekend. That follows up an 8-1 hammering um, against Brest. And they also got beat um, 2-1 before that. So not been a great couple of weeks for Energetic. They've obviously lost a top goal scorer, lost quite a few players, and it's certainly starting to show now on the pitch. 8-1, yeah. 2-1 and 4-1 defeats. And they're, they're also starting to slide down that league. Uh, Bat Borisov, 6-0 at the weekend, back to winning ways at home after a couple of draws. And Shakhtar also won 4-0. So between Bat Borisov, Shakhtar and Neiman Grodno, that's the three, but it's starting to tighten up a little bit. There's still yeah. lots to play for, and it's anyone's league at the moment. Probably a shout out to Grodno, who have now won eight of their last ten games, undefeated in ten. They've not considered a goal now in seven matches. I think you remember, cast your mind back a month or so ago, Shakhtar went through a similar run. That's right, yeah. Uh, where they didn't concede any goals. But if you're a goal scoring fan, definitely not a team to be following. <laughs> <laughs> their last six games have ended 1 0, 1 0, 1 0, 0 0, 0 0. 1-0 <laughs> that's, so how you, that's how you win leagues <laughs> Yeah It's not going to any goals <laughs> You've got to be so, able To grind out results <laughs> So they've seen Four goals in six matches So I think in terms of Just to summarise that up I think Vitesk And Dynamo Minsk Are on the up Whereas Energetic And Dynamo Brest Would be probably A little bit worried about Yeah So that takes us on to uh, Friday's game Between Dynamo Brest And Vitesk I must admit So this is a half past Six kick off on Friday and I must admit, I was really shocked to see the price here of the Tesk team corners. So obviously, as you know, I've been focusing a lot 
on on team corners, and it's obviously uh, worked out for a show you well. Yeah. Looking at this match, Dynamo Brest are four to six, and I, for the life of me, I can't understand why. Now, Dynamo Brest lost one 0 at Grodno. They then drew three all with Smolovici at the start of July. They've then waited two and a half weeks to play their next game. So they played Ischloch last week, comfortably defeated 2-0. And bearing in mind, Ischloch had been beaten by Grodno, Slutsk and Smolovici. So Ischloch weren't in any great shape themselves, but they found themselves beating Dynamo Brest, last season's champions, 2-0. So Dynamo Brest aren't in great shape, and I think it's worth pointing out as well. They've only played one game in July. This will be Fatesk's fifth match, I think, in July. So that two-week break, not being able to train, who knows how much of an impact that's going to have on Dynamo Brest. We saw from FC Minsk and their outbreak start the season, they struggled after after their break. Yeah. So for me, there's absolutely no way Dynamo Brest should be anywhere near 46 for this match. And kind of to support that as well, Vitesk have lost just once in their last 12 games. And I think, as, as I've spoken about the last few weeks, too many draws have probably derailed their title challenge. But I think they've got every chance of claiming the European place. They're on the up. They, as I said, they've only lost once in 12. And for me, the bookies have absolutely lost the plot here, having <laughs> been more breast at 4-6. Yeah, I mean, Vitebsk have only been beaten four times um, and only Shakhtar have, have lost fewer games. Yeah, their, their games don't generate a lot of goals, but I think they'll be really tricky to beat here. Now, Vitesk in the corner count, um, they've hit four or more now in six of their last seven. Their last four games, they've delivered seven, eight, eight and eight. They've hit five or more in five of their away games and eight or more in four of them. So Vitesse delivering lots of corners. Now, Dynamo Brest were the corner kings of Europe, if you recall, <laughs> yes. for, quite a, for quite a while. I think they still are, to be fair. Um, lots of corners in their games, but as I keep, kept on pointing out, they do concede quite a lot of corners, Dynamo Brest. They've actually conceded three or more now in 15 of their 17 league games. And they've conceded four or more in seven of their eight home games. So I think given where Vitesse are, in terms of their run results, in very good shape, confidence will be high, and I guess the fact as well, fitness-wise and game-match-wise, they're a couple of weeks ahead now of Dynamo Brest, mm-hmm. in terms of they are playing regular matches, Dynamo Brest not in good form before their outbreak, they've come back and they've been beaten by Isloch, so a bit of a worry there for me, so Vitesse to hit four or more team corners is four to five, which I think is absolutely massive. For a side that's one hitting lots of corners, playing well, winning matches against a side who have had a two-week break, one less than three, and are considering over five corners a game. I think four to five is an absolute steal for Vitesse to hit four or more. Yeah. Uh, what price were Vitesse in the corners last week? Was it 10 to 11? When we 11, to 10, 11, 11 to 10 it was uh, last week, which again yeah. I thought was a really decent price at 11 to 10. And as, yeah. as we saw, it went off at 8 to 11. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first bet then. It's Vitesse four or more corners at four to five. Um, you'd also suggested that Vitebs could win this one. They could. There's, I think they're as big as seven to two to win this match. Bearing in mind they're a point above Dynamo Brest, and in terms of momentum as well, this will be Vitesse's what looking for a third victory in a row, 
And I think last weekend, I didn't touch Dino Brest last weekend purposely, just in the fact that they have had that kind of two, three-week break and be interesting to see how they got on when they came back. Mm-hmm. So I think the test got a massive price to win this match at 72. Uh, but I do like the look of the test double chance. So the test not to lose the match is 10 to 11. I think that's also worth taking on. Yeah, I think when you take into account the number of draws that Vitesse have had, I mean, eight draws to seven wins, um, it's probably more prudent to have the draw on your side as well. Yeah, totally. And I think, as I said last weekend and the weekend before, I think Vitesse are probably four or five points short in light of where they should be. Mm-hmm. Those draws have really killed them and kind of taken them away from challenging that Boris of Shakhtar and Grodno. So I think they're going to be just out of reach, but they can definitely make kind of top four anyway. Uh, Vitesse can have got a good chance of doing that again um, at the weekend. Okay, so the tip there is double chance Vitesse to win or to draw, and that's ten to eleven. Yes, uh, 10 to 11. I'd also flag up that draw no bet is twelve to five. Uh, bet three six five if you're feeling brave, and if you're feeling really brave, then Vitesse cut around the seventy two mark to win. Um, but the tip from Greg is uh, Vitesse double chance. Yeah, testable chance, and the test to hit four or more corners at four to five, and that will be this weekend's nap. Okay, uh, so that's on Friday, um, and on Sunday you've got a, a double lined up for us. I do. Yeah, for for some strange reason now, now um, on Saturday, Smolovici hosts Belshina, as far as I can see, but there doesn't appear to be any bookies anywhere offering any markets, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I've missed something, or they're just not offering markets for for, for whatever reason. Now that would be a, a relegation nine-pointer. Um, Belshina bottom of the league, Smolovici struggling also, her second bottom, and I think you, you all know where I'm going to go with this one. Yeah. Uh, Belshina <laughs> away from home, and we'll be on Belshina. I'd imagine it'll be five and six plus corners for Belshina. Mm-hmm. Uh, but haven't seen any markets yet, and I haven't heard anything about the game being off, so keep an eye out, and I'll obviously put something up on the channel uh, yeah. once I find out. Yeah, maybe one of their friends that have accounts or, you know, covering Belarusian football might be able to let us know. If yeah, contact the UK language page, so hopefully they'll give me a shout and give me the heads up. But hopefully the bookies will have them appearing uh, closer to Saturday. Okay, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, so two games from Sunday. So first game is 4pm and that's FC Minsk v Rook Brest. So FC Minsk have been great for us actually the last two weeks. They landed four plus corners at five to four away to bat Borisov. And the weekend before that, they delivered two winners for us, actually. They got, I think, six corners at home against Energetic. And they also double chance and to score came in as well. So a big fan of FC Minsk at the moment. They did get hammered 6-0 last week against bat Borisov. Uh, but I'm not going to read too much into that. I think bat Borisov on their day at home could probably dish out a good hammering to most clubs. Mm. So... They're back at home, they're playing Rook Press. Now, FC Minsk have hit five or more corners now in 12 of their 17 league games. And they've hit five or more in five of their last six. Um, they've hit five, six and seven in their last three games. It's a difficult match to kind of decipher, really. There's not much between these two sides, I don't think, really. OK, there's 10 points between them. FC Minsk with home form and home advantage, I would expect them to rack up another five. Connors on Sunday. Now they've hit five or more in thirteen. Uh, sorry, Rook Brest. Sorry, have conceded five or more in thirteen of their nineteen games this season so far, which is pretty strong. And they've also conceded five or more in six of their nine away games. 
So with home advantage for FC Minsk, I think FC Minsk can rack up five corners here. Now it's too short to back as a single, so I'm going to double that up <coughs> with the last game of the day, which is Garodia versus Energetic. I've already spoken about Energetic. They beat Bat Borisov three weeks ago, and since then it's just been a disaster. Lost a top goal scorer, lost two or three other key players, got humiliated by Rook Brest 8-1, sorry. 8-1, yeah. And they, they lost their next two games, 2-1 and 4-1. They lost 4-1 at Torpedo last week. So Grodia, who sit just above the relegation places, their home form's actually not too bad. I think they can put a bit of daylight between themselves and Smolovic and Belshina if they get a, res- get a result here. I think at the moment they're nine points ahead of Belshina and five points ahead of Smolovic. So if they were to get a result here, they can f- focus on looking upwards rather than the teams below them. Um, and obviously I'm really concerned about Energetic's kind of dip and complete drop of form since um, the kind of transfer window opened and they lost some of their key players. I think it runs, so, a wee bit, it runs a wee bit deeper than that when you look at their fixtures. I mean, the, that Bat Boris hope result kind of stands out. The week before that, they beat Slavia 5-0. But that's been their only two wins in their last 10 or so games. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, so, yeah, they're not a team in any great shape at all, we look so over that. It's probably Bat, a club Bat in a Boris really bad place. That Bat Borisov result looks more like a freak result compared, <laughs> you know, in context to those others. Uh, I think it was a freak result. I think but I think they got a man sent off after 20 minutes. So they played 70-odd minutes against Bat Borisov away with 10 men and mm. still got a 1-0 win. So confidence would have been high, but as you say, uh, even before that, they weren't in great nick. And mm. now it's probably a club on and off the pitch not in a good place. Yeah. So I think Grody at home, whose home form isn't too bad actually, I, I, I think they can score here against a side that's shipped 13 goals in the last three games. So... The bet here is Grodia to score and FC Minsk five or more corners and that pays 13 to 10. Okay, yeah, just looking at the Grodia, they've scored in six of their last eight. So they're slightly in better form than they have been at the, the beginning of the season. Um, they don't tend to score too many goals, mind you, but when you look at the number of goals that Energetic have conceded in the last few weeks, then you wouldn't back against it. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Grodia win this match, but I think for them to score doubled up with FC Minster at 5, I think that'd be a nice 13-10 to 10 and it's got a good chance of landing. Yeah, OK. Not much to recap this week, but can you just give us a quick run-through then of those three bets I think we've got this weekend? Yeah, so we've got Dynamo Brest v Vitesque on Friday at half-past six and I'm taking Vitesque to land four or more corners at four to five and that's this weekend's nap. And I'm also taking Vitesque double chance at 10-11. to 11. And into Sunday, I'm taking a double. So I'm taking FC Minsk five or more team corners and doubling that up with Garodia to score at home to Energetic. And that pays 13 to 10. And hopefully we'll see some Belshina team corners markets available somewhere uh, before Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that. Don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg and he'll keep you up to date of any changes or any additions to the bets that we've mentioned already in the podcast. Um, and you can follow the Gambler account as well at Gambler Tips. Uh, before we go, just make sure you listen to our Bumper Scottish Football Preview podcast as well as our Norwegian podcast, which we're going to be recording after this one. So that will be available <clears throat> not long after this one is uh, if you're already 
listening to this then make sure you listen to that as well um, and that's us for this week make sure you get your bets on early and uh, good luck with your bets for the weekend yeah thank you good luck